0: All right, welcome to the Behind the Glass Gallery podcast. I'm Richard B. Cologne.
1: Hello, and I'm Kwadji Donnell.
0: And we're coming to you guys live behind the glass in downtown Rochester in our gallery. And yeah, we're just going to talk to you guys today with our uh, featured gallery artists here at uh, Mercantile on Main in uh, the heart of Rochester here in downtown. And basically, the purpose of our gallery is that we just, you know, we find underrepresented artists and we feature them in this gallery. We have an artist showing every first Friday of um, of each month. Uh, we have a gallery reception there, and yeah, it's a it's a great opportunity to to feature artists and Quaje. Um, the artists we got this month are pretty great.
1: Yeah, they're they're three fantastic artists, and I think the cool thing about the the space and about what uh, is happening is you know the ability to take um, some amazing folks and their work offline uh, and bring it into the the real world. You know, so they're out. You know, in this particular case, you know, three photographers out capturing uh, different parts of Rochester from you know their their respective lenses, Um so it's cool to you know see that work that they've been sharing online as as fans of their work and you know understand why they're doing it, what their motivation is, and you know this this uh, podcast, but also the gallery kind of gives them that opportunity, and you know it's cool that we're doing the the first Friday, but then also you know if if people want to come and kind of check it out in their leisure. You know, the the mercantile has some great shops. You can go and spend lunch there and then pop into the gallery and, and see this work, you know, throughout uh, throughout the month.
0: Yeah, that's great. And um, again, I appreciate you guys uh, subscribing and we'll look forward to seeing you guys here in person on our uh, first Friday receptions. Um, but, yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast with our first three artists, uh, Rob Bell, Beth Larder and Roberto Felipe. Have a listen. All right, we're back with the Behind the Glass Gallery podcast, and I'm here with our first featured three artists for our January roster. We have Beth Larder, we have Rob Bell, and we have Roberto Felipe, so right now, uh, Q and I are going to basically just um, chat it up with you guys a little bit, talk about uh, your inspiration in terms of um, your art form, which is photography, and we're also going to talk about You know who you guys are as people you know I think a lot of people should um, really want to get to know you guys as people um, when they see your artwork and I think it's important that uh, this podcast is here for that reason so uh, that's what we're doing today so I think we'll go with ladies first we'll start off with Beth Uh, so Beth uh, who are you tell us a little bit about yourself Uh, what do you do here in Rochester just you know just give us a little bit
2: about um, what's up uh, my name is Beth Leiter. Uh, I live in the 19th world. I grew up uh, around Rochester, lived here my whole life. I am an elementary school librarian and my choice of photography medium is I like shoot 35 millimeter. film. Yeah. That's awesome. All right.
1: Rob, what about you?
3: So, um, I'm Rob Bell, I'm a change in neighborhoods and cultural trends reporter for the Democrat Chronicle, which is a extremely long title that I hate saying.
2: <laughs> Two years
3: <laughs> later, I still have to memorize it. Um, but basically what it boils down to is a community reporter and I write, I do photography and videography for the paper. Um, my background is in film. I have a degree in screenwriting. And uh, once I learned that, um, once I learned that I wouldn't have my career necessarily in my hands as a screenwriter is when I decided to learn the camera a little bit more and fell in love with photography and um born in Rochester but grew up in Philadelphia. Uh went to school in Chicago, LA. Came back here in two thousand nineteen. And uh just love shooting Rochester. It's a uh, it's, it's kind of a Blake canvas, uh, I like to call it.
4: So, um, so yeah, that's me. Perfect. All right.
0: And last but not least, Roberto, uh, tell us about yourself.
4: So I actually am, a, speaking of titles that are really long, I'm an instructional <laughs> multimedia designer, which is a really wow. fancy way of saying I'm a videographer, producer, editor for uh, Monroe Incorporated, uh, which is actually uh, a Rochester homegrown company uh they own like all the Munro mufflers and all that stuff Uh, and i make videos on how to you know uh do oil changes things like that like different instructional stuff that's like the day-to-day stuff um i can't fix any of that i just make the videos that's it (laughs) yeah um but essentially my background is um really all started with video production that's what my degree is in um i went to suny brockport Um, I I was like my concentration, um, and I've been in like the marketing field, um, at first, and then I kind of found my way into like the corporate side of videography, which is like a whole new world for myself. Uh, and like along the way that whole time was like, photography was always like there, um actually a photography class at mcc is what changed my major i was a business major and i was like i hate this so uh the photography class is like i'll take it i'm worried it's gonna make me not like doing that anymore on my own time and then i took it and it was awesome and it like kind of changed my life so i decided to like kind of just dive head first into using a camera to you know make a living and then that's kind of what i did and then film photography kind of came about uh i would say Maybe 2018, 2019, um, and I just started kind of like going wild with it. It just kind of <laughs> took over. So that's like my big hobby. I try not to let it become more than that because I don't. I like that it's it's my little thing. So, but right. it's cool to share uh, with everyone. And you know, this this is a huge opportunity. So,
1: I'm Perfect. excited. All right. Well, thank you. So we have a, a few longer titles in our full time work, and then we have the the shorter title. I think uh, librarian was the shortest <laughs> of the, the titles. Yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting. So you know, Richard is an advisor. I work in HR. So we all have different um, different full time work. How do how do you think your full time work impacts the the things that you're you're shooting your what I would call your passion um, projects? So you talk. Roberta, you talked a little bit about film. Uh, Rob, you talked about your, um, you know, that videography, screenwriting. You know, you're a full-time librarian, uh, Beth, and so you're kind of recently have come to, to film. Like, how does that impact like, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? How does that impact your shooting? And anyone can jump there.
4: Uh, for me, I, I think it allows me to, to that, let that passion be a passion and there's not that thing in the back of my head saying, I gotta make, I gotta make money from this, mm-hmm. um, which allows me to have fun with it, like organically, right. Right? and like not have to, I don't know, I don't wanna say like taint it or, you know, dirty it up or, or any way like that, but like, there's really no other way for me to describe that other than that, like it's more pure, I guess. So um, like when I'm shooting, I'm shooting for fun and it's yeah. it's nice and I, and I think it shows in the work um, because it's not work. Mm-hmm.
3: For me, it's close because I do still shoot for work. Any story I do, I do the photography for it as well. It's just different because it's for news outlets. So it's not as much like creative thought that's put into it. And it's more so, you know, how can I tell, how can I visually tell this story? How can I visually capture these moments to accompany the story I'm going to tell. Or if I'm working with another journalist in their story, how do I accompany their story? Um, So it's just a little bit, I wouldn't say pressure, but more of a focus on, okay, um, you know, my rule of thumb when I'm shooting just for me is if it's interesting, take a shooting. That's it. That's the only criteria I have. I can't have that mind state when I'm doing work because you know, this is for a story, it's for something. Um, So it's just a shift in a mind state for me, but um, I think I'm blessed to be able to work and still be able to have work be something that I love, but it's just not, uh, it's just not the same feeling as going out, walking down the street and saying, okay, you know, I'm just gonna create today. With with no deadline, with with nobody who's looking for something, Um, so it's just a slight difference.
0: What's 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 also really, like I think, a beauty of your work also is the fact that there's also some overlap with what you do as your title. So, for example, uh, Q and I were just like in awe of what you were shooting, you know, during the uh, the Rochester Jazz Fest, Fest, you know, and you could tell that the artistic like background that you had you know, prior to your title as, you know, working for DNC yeah. was just shining through the work you were putting out there. So, I mean, that's the beauty of what you do also.
3: Yeah, I think it, that was a rare opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really the first time that I got an opportunity at the DNC to yeah. really get more creative because when the editor said, you know, we want to do Jazz Fest different, they said, well, what do you want? They said, well, we're gonna leave it up to you. Well, you're we gonna leave it up to me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Say less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's on, and because we had so many people on vacation, we had a photographer that was medically out. I just came back from a leave from you know myself. I had my daughter was born earlier this year, so it was my first big assignment coming back. And they said we want you to shoot. I think Jazz Fest is ten days, something like that. Like we want you to shoot eight days of it. That's all we want you to do for the next two weeks to shoot Jazz Fest. So again it became that rule of thumb. Like, okay, how am I gonna shoot Jazz Fest? Whatever's interested, I'm just gonna shoot. <laughs> right. It's really that, it was really that simple. And um, I was able to, like you said, have some of that overlay.
1: I think what's interesting, and, you know, and what both uh, Roberto and, and Rob, you just shared, is, you know, sometimes you have that checklist in your mind when you're working, right? So you have this, okay, I have to get this shot, I have to get the name of the person, I gotta yeah. do all of these things, you know, but where you kind of step back and you just find those things that are interesting. So I see that in, in both your work and, and Beth as well when, when she jumps in here. Um, but I think specifically around that jazz fest, and you know, when you just you shared a little bit there, you said, I wanted to, you know, shoot what I found was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is going to shoot the person on the stage, right? The yeah. performer performing <laughs> is going to have a photo. Everyone's gonna have it from different angles. But the six-year-old who's enjoying the show, or the father and son who is sitting there in a chair, or someone who's like just hanging out—like those are the moments that I think is beautiful in, in all of all of your work. Um, these moments that are just—someone called it the when they were talking about um, something recently—the the non-obvious shots, yeah. right? So the, these shots that are just not obvious. Like everyone's pointing at. The thing in front of you. I'm gonna point at the thing over your shoulder, behind you, on the floor, in the corner. Yeah. No one saw it but you. And mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a really cool, a really cool thing. Uh, Beth, what about you? I know you know the film photography is a, a newer medium for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you think your full time work informs that? You know you're you're in school, um, you're teaching, you're a librarian. You have you know some uh, very funny stories from. Uh, what students share with you and you know how does what's film do for you or what's you know taking photographs for you
2: Yeah, I think with teaching teaching is it's a very especially elementary school teaching. It's a very um, exhausting job and it can become very like consuming. And it was something that I think I kind of saw in myself, I could get to the point where I was just teaching and recovering from teaching. And um, I was really looking for something that would be sort of just for me. And um, so yeah, it's something that I thought about doing for a long time, it was one of those things that I would just keep saying, like, I'm, I'm gonna get back into film photography, because I did it in high school for a class, and I loved it. And it was like my moment of peace in the day when I was in high school. And so, yeah, I I finally was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get into it. My first role was just terrible. Just like, because I thought you could just guess on exposure. I thought, like, you just like feel it out.
0: (laughs) So you said digital for so long, you're like, boom, let's go. Yeah, so that
2: was like, you know, I almost was like, is this a huge mistake? And then I, I pushed through that. And the next role was much better and i loved it and Mm -hmm. um for me it's just yeah it's kind of a reset when i get out of work sometimes to be like okay i've been in teacher mode all day and i'm gonna go for a little walk and i'm gonna take pictures and it's gonna be something that's just for me you know so that's kind of how i got into it and um yeah i've just really enjoyed um It's going to sound like a camera pun, but being able to just like focus, you know, to be able to just be like, I'm going to just really look at this one thing and I'm going to block everything else out. So for me, it was definitely um, kind of a mental health thing when I started Mm -hmm. off. And then um, I think especially the film community online, like kind of seeing what other people were doing and um, just starting to be a part of that. It's very exciting and it's cool to see people embracing like this kind of. What people think was like an outdated form of photography and just really um, making it new. So, I think
1: what's interesting, and and I don't want you to um, minimize it at all. So, your film work is beautiful, right? I think what you're shooting film wise is beautiful. But you also, you know, were sharing digital, you know, from your phone probably for a while there. And those photos were. Were, were just as interesting. So I don't want you to say. You know, mm-hmm. Kind of went back to film. Film is, you know, kind of the medium right now. But I think what you were shooting digitally, um, you know, with your phone was was beautiful as well. And, and I, when you said something there, and obviously we're doing audio, and so people can't see those expressions. But you had mentioned that like mental health release, uh, and I think most folks will agree, especially around this table. And I think, you know, when Richard put this this first group together. That was part of the, the thought, you know, here are photographers who are shooting, um, you know, with a lot of passion behind their work. And that passion is somehow driven from their release. Would, would you all agree that, you know, there is some level of, you know, um, relief in your day when you go out and shoot a role, even if it's good or bad, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you're able to focus, uh, if you will? Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. 100% absolutely and, and, and <laughs> it helps a lot because i found that uh like we were mentioning before like that whole making sure your passion doesn't not making sure but like being careful with your passion and how that can quickly become your job mm-hmm. um i find that like these the creative lulls that you go through um photography for me has been like the thing that resets that switch mm-hmm. um and that's huge for me because I there's been times where like I I get through these ruts where I'm like, I don't feel creative. I don't, I'm not making things. I'm not doing what I know I want to do, but it's, and I just can't get out of it. And it's, and it was like, okay, film photography in this, in this instance was something that revitalized that. And I was like, oh man, this is something I really enjoy. This is something that reminds me of when I picked up that camera in 2017 and wanted to be a YouTuber, you know, like those things. And, when you find that feeling, I, I didn't want it to go away like last time. Like last time, I, I, that feeling led to, thankfully, and I'm grateful for it, my career now. Um, but I didn't want to lose that again, so I was like, okay, I want to. I'm gonna hang on to that, and I'm gonna dive full, you know, head first into it. And I don't care about the the monetary piece of it. I don't mm-hmm. care about the exposure piece and all these other things. Like, I, I want it to be mine, and if people enjoy, it, that's even better. Like, they. If yeah. people like what I shoot, that's awesome. Like I, I can share my thoughts and things and there's nothing better than that, so. Awesome.
1: yeah,
0: And I think it's what's what the beauty of sharing also. And the thing that I love is the fact that I encourage that a lot. I want people to share. And, you know, this gallery <clears throat> is a way, I think, to be able to have three people share, you know, the love and the passion they have in terms of their medium. Uh, With Rochester, and I do that in the online sense, with Twitter and whatnot, and you know, and you know, I I love you know putting my work out there and people enjoying it. I love hearing the reactions, but I I, I love even more seeing other people share, you know, and 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 just knowing that their passion is behind that. And you know, a little backstory, real quick. You know, I didn't share my work. Um, I used to just take pictures and just leave it to myself. I would show my wife. I would show myself, I would edit it and that's it. And, you know, it was Quaje that actually, you know, encouraged me, you know, to start sharing, you know, when I would see him share his work. And so that's basically how it starts, you know, and, you know, and, and I feel like that, you know, it's kind of like a, a pyramid scheme, you know, in a way. You just you know, you encourage other people to share, then the other people that share, they just, and they keep it going. And,
1: you know, and
0: and you know, you get paid, you, you get paid in, in a lot of different ways. And yeah. sometimes it's not money. But I love it. And and I just love the the sharing aspect of that and the online presence. You know, film is, is such a crazy and an impressive and just expensive. Uh, now it's super expensive uh, uh, format, and you know you guys do it well. And in the digital sense, it's 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 just everything on, on the table in terms
1: of that is great. Um, so I had a, yeah. a question. You know, when you uh, Richard had mentioned uh, film, and I think all of us have maybe experimented with it a little bit. Some of us are you know using it as our primary medium now for this part of it, but when you, um, do you, do you feel like you apply some of your digital knowledge to your film, your film to your digital? And I think of myself, you know, I started in film photography, like there was no digital. Um, and if you had a digital camera, you were rich. Like now it's the reverse, right? You have a film camera, right? How much money do you make? But at the time, you know, it, was, it was very much that, that film. Um, but when I shoot, I don't, oh, first of all, I don't wanna edit a thousand photos, but I'm also thinking, you know, I, and 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 Robin made that point. Like I'm looking for a moment, um, and sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's unintentional. You don't you don't notice it. But do you feel yourself slowing down and saying, "Okay, I need this frame. This is the the most important frame, and I know I only have this many shots to get to this point."
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like those two worlds. they they collide a lot like it has changed my perspective i used to be a like the sony shooter that you know wanted to shoot at night and like (laughs) crank that aperture and (laughs) you know everything looked so cool like that that was me but i was also taking thousands of photos and like i I quickly realized like when i switched to film um as the primary i was like oh it's actually kind of nice like thinking about it a little bit more mm-hmm. like not just firing away then later on hoping that one of those stuck like yeah now i can actually like sit you know so now i apply to everything like even my mobile shots like but i i'm a, a big advocate for like use the tool that you have like yep. there's like no real reason especially today like we have so much that we can use like that so it, they kind of like it, the, all those worlds kind of keep intertwining like you just keep using these like little bits of from mobile to your dslr to like your film and they kind of meld into this like Mm -hmm. really unique like look to it um to the point where like sometimes you it truly you wouldn't know like what you're using and i think that's like speaks to the whole tool piece like just use the tools you have and apply those those techniques across all the mediums and you'll find that like the way you now shoot digital looks and feels different the way you now shoot your film camera looks and feels different. so
1: I think it was important you, you made a point there, like using that tool. I had spoken to a group of, um, I think it was high schoolers, and the first question they asked is, what do you shoot with? And I was like, you know, this is what I shoot with, but I also you know, understand the privilege of being able to afford these things. Yep. But do you have a phone in your pocket? Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, mister, I don't understand. And so I pulled up a photo, and it's probably, you know, one of the most seen photos I've ever taken, and it was taken on a cell phone. Right, no one knew that it was taken on a cell phone. I, you know, hung it in the Memorial Art Gallery, and it was taken on a cell phone. Uh, so being able to use that, that tool, or I'll show up somewhere, and I'm sure as all of you take photos now, you show up somewhere, and someone says, Oh, you bring your camera? And it's like, Okay, I'm at a, I just want to have Thanksgiving dinner. Right. <laughs> uh, I did bring it, but don't, like, don't pressure me. Um, uh, but sometimes I'll pull my cell phone out, and people are like, Well, where's the camera? And I'm like, it's right here. (laughs) You're gonna get a good picture with that? And Mm -hmm. I will go back and show like, Mm -hmm. these are all of the photos I've taken. You tell me which one I took with my camera versus my uh, phone. And most folks can't tell, you know, maybe a photographer could go and zoom into that corner and say, okay, I see a little bit right here. that's, (laughs) yeah, that was a, that was a cell phone. Uh, But the common eye is not, Mm you know, looking for it. So being able to use that tool, I think is important.
0: And what's amazing too is the beauty of, you know, all these programs and things we have nowadays. Um, Like I, when I, you know, put out my uh, digital photography online, I usually edit it with a little bit of grain in Lightroom because I love the film look. Um, So I kind of have like a a mixture of in between because I do obviously do film photography, but you know, now I have that notion when I'm editing in digital, Add like a little bit of grain because I wanted to have that look. Vibe, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 great that we all bring so many different things to the table in terms of that. And um, I think at the end of the day, it's it's hard to choose what's the best format. But I think at the end of the day, any format you choose, digital or film, the the end result is just trying to showcase your passion and showcase you know your heart behind you know the art form you're putting out there. So I really do appreciate you guys. Uh, sharing that
1: and letting us know about that passion. And sometimes it's awkward, right? Like if you're at something and you pull out a camera, and people are like, oh, "Okay, well, I got to pose." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, It becomes yeah. this thing, especially <laughs> the bigger and more you know detailed that camera looks, right? Like you pull out this, whoa, oh, okay, well, yep. it's got a long lens on there. This guy is the real deal. Yeah. Where when you pull out, you know, pocket camera or your cell phone sometimes it can be a little less intimidating. And I think that's the beauty of like street photography because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: I just started shooting a film about a month ago. Yeah. I think you were talking about (laughs) it. And um, it's, well, when I first went to film school, this is all the way back 2006, They made us shoot on a 16-millimeter Bolex camera, a
1: crank. Bolex with the crank? (laughs) That was my first introduction
3: to film as an 18-year-old, and it was so confusing, right? So it kind of scared me a little bit. And I'm like, I don't want to work with that. That's confusing. So I've been digital for so long. But like Mm -hmm. you said, I love the film look. Mm -hmm. So I edit my photos in Lightroom to kind of emulate that. and then to everybody's point in the film community on Mm -hmm. Twitter, I'm like, I'm not going, I'm like, "Ah, I want to get into it. (laughs) Super expensive, bought a couple Mm rolls. I think out of my first three rolls, I think I only like like seven shots. So then Mm -hmm. when I got my next roll of 400, I said, I have to plan this. Mm -hmm. So I planned a photo series because usually I just go out, I pick a location and again, I'm snapping. Mm-hmm. And I am the person that shoots a thousand yeah. photos, and yeah. Yeah. I like the editing process. It's meditative yeah, yeah. for me, so I like shooting a bunch of stuff and whittling fifteen hundred yeah. photos down to thirty. Right, I'll spend hours doing that. But with the film camera, I'm like, no, I'm writing a shot list.
0: <laughs> Listen, I have a Cinestor 400D roll of 36 that I still haven't even finished. I've had it right, had it in the camera for like a whole month and a half. I took t- 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 <laughs> t- t- so like four shots.
1: I have three film cameras at home. I just wait and for the right, right. rolls. Where I'm like, I don't even know when I started this. Right. But yeah. It was, you know, it's that process. Right. Like, like digital, right? Like you just, there's a memory card, boom, <laughs> right. you go. And boy, bless you, uh, Rob, because 1,500 to 30. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I, that. You probably Jeez. won't see me for a week. They um, start <laughs> looking the same. You know, I, I shot an event. Um, you know just a couple of weeks ago and it was i think it was 250 photos and i had to bring it down to 75 and like i wanted to chuck the camera or chuck <laughs> the, the computer out the window so that's that's impressive
3: i love the editing process sitting down cup of coffee music yep. playing it's just i I've been a different soul. um studying each shot mm-hmm. and just the exercise and what do i like what don't I like, mm-hmm. I think the editing process makes me a better photographer yeah. in the mm-hmm. field. Cause I start like, damn, that's really interesting. Like, you know, it, it might be a shot I got on mistake or just on a whim, like- yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. It's interesting that you say that. Cause I, you know, when I do edit uh, yeah. those photos, sometimes I'm like, oh, if I would've taken one step back or yeah. one step more. <laughs> and I think that leads me to the next question. So Beth, I know when you talked about that first role of film, overexposed, um a bit or underexposed underexposed um so when you think about that first role and you're like okay i I didn't get these shots did you find yourself going back to those same places to get the shots or did you just have a new like i want to go somewhere else to get these shots what did you like what was that what was that process for you
0: what's funny is i remember reaching out to you i was like yo how did your first role go <laughs> she was like oh, i, I, I cuz there was a build up to it she was uh, i think you were talking about online that you were going to you can't wait to get my role developed and then like i hear nothing after that about it so I was no, like, "Yo, what's
1: true. up?" No. Oh, ever, oh, you
0: know, I right. said, "What's up?"
3: Yeah. And she's like, "Oh." Get that first roll back. It's scary.
2: Yeah. Take uh, <laughs> two. Yeah. Well, actually, my first few rolls, I like sent them away to this place in California because I was like, "There's really only one place to go in Rochester, and I don't want them to have to like look me in the eye and like, <laughs> hey, oh, you damn. go.' And they were, like really bad." <laughs> so I waited until they were like decent, and then I was like, "Okay, I think I can start." Oh, away that's good. Right <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think I definitely treated it like I thought it would be an experiment, but it was worse than I thought it was going to be. So I was not attached to anything on that visual. I was not that upset about it. It was more just the like, okay, now I have to do this again, better, and then still wait to see yeah. if it worked, you know?
1: I think the wait is like the beauty in that process. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the first time I shot medium format, uh, i had gone out, I was so excited. I've got this camera like that I'm borrowing. I shoot the medium format. And unlike you i did not send it to california i took it to a local place and i'm waiting and waiting and i'm on vacation and i get this call hey um there's only one shot in the world what like what are you talking about like one shot i was out forever with this thing and it you know sometimes it is The one shot was a good shot like i thought it was okay but it was like i didn't just shoot one shot and it was the last frame it wasn't like it was the first frame and then i messed up it was like the last frame so something had done wrong throughout all these frames yeah. and I get to, to the last one so it's a it's a process
0: um so i think right now we're gonna end with this last question all right so you guys are all gonna bring stuff here to this gallery right um right now it's looking like a mixture of between six and you know six and whatnot of different types of of pieces but regardless of what you guys bring to the gallery if there's one thing that you want your guests when they come in here to actually take from looking at your art here in the gallery, what do you what do you want that to be? What do you want people to say or think about when they look at your art or when they leave and they're actually talking about it to other people around Rochester?
4: That's a great question.
3: I think for me, in trying to decide even what to bring here, uh, I know kind of the theme, like I wanted to be Rochester City. I don't know if that's too broad, but <laughs> you know, to me, coming here, like I said, I was born here, but I moved when I was three months, right? So I have no recollection of this place growing up. Coming back in 2019 was rediscovering a new place, even though I was born here. And the architecture of Rochester is so beautiful. Um, the city gets so much flack, but like mm-hmm. when I came here, I'm like, wow! Look at the way that building is designed, or look at that park, and um, yeah, that's why I kind of call it a blank canvas because there is nobody downtown, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but it, it's such a beautiful city that I hope that people can see that through my photos and um, and not think about, you know all the problems that people say the city has, you know, I hope that they can look at the photos and see the beauty that I see in the city. Um, I think when you're from a place, it's hard to sometimes see that beauty, but sometimes it takes kind of an outsider to kind of, to look and see it in a different way. It's almost like, you know, when I go to Chicago, Chicago I think is the most beautiful city, in, the, in the, at least in the country. And um, I love photographing downtown, their buildings, their architecture. I'm big on that. I just love architecture and the way buildings are designed because it's like personality to them. Like somebody designed that building, right? And uh, I think Rochester has its own unique kind of vibe to it. And I just hope that I can display some shots where people can just really appreciate that instead of thinking about some of the negatives that go on here. Right, right.
1: right.
2: So my photos are um, mainly just from my walks around Rochester, that's kind of the loose theme, uh, just things that I've seen when walking around. So yeah, similarly, I I would like people to come away from it thinking about like these beautiful places that are in Rochester. And for me, I think a lot of it is just noticing. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've taken away from really making photography a part of my day is just noticing things. You know, a lot of my walks are just around my neighborhood or a lot of times I'll go over to Highland Park and just kind of seeing what's there. And um, for me too, it's it's kind of been a process of appreciating all the seasons in Rochester because I love summer in Rochester. I do not love late fall, winter, or early spring so for me it's just been kind of a process of like can I find ways to like still appreciate you know and still notice things that are beautiful um so I would say that's the biggest thing that I want people to take away it's just um yeah can you kind of maybe re-experience a place in Rochester especially for me growing up here when I went away for college came back I think that's when I really started to appreciate Rochester I think before that I kind of took it for granted because it was just where I was so yeah I think I would like them to know that they live in a, a beautiful place yeah
4: that's awesome um I think for me uh the big one that always comes to my mind when I when I do anything is I like to like make ordinary things like feel extraordinary or like just feel interesting so And with that, I like to make it feel as though you are looking into like a still of a movie, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And you are like, you are the director, you're the, you're the audience, you're everything. So you look at that one picture and though I shot it and I know exactly where it was shot, how it was shot, all that information is irrelevant to you. And and you look at it and you, you come up with your own, you know, story, right? So, uh, and sometimes you might see something that you recognize because it might be something local sometimes it's something you've never seen before um so usually i like that like kind of the idea of like transporting the viewer right like into like a shot uh within a movie and you know allowing that story to just like unfold in their head like you know what is this what is this car like what is this shadow what is this building what is this and, and kind of you know creating it from there because so it's kind of like the shared experience so you could have a room of Twenty people and you have twenty different stories, and they all belong to that person. Yeah. It's all from one frame.
3: I think that's the beauty in still photography. We we, we kind of all talked about it, but it's like the the aspect of uh, as a shooter and as a viewer being in that moment mm-hmm. and staying in that moment. Yep. Um, I think that's why it's meditative, mm-hmm. and, and so many people say for the mental health is amazing. I know for me, that's why I, I got addicted to it because it was almost like therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like that practice of being in the moment and, uh, and looking at the ordinary things and like, well, this is really cool. Let me take a moment to capture this. And That's that's why I like the editing process because I get to look at that moment and really experience it. You know? yeah. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I, what everybody said,
0: I agree 100%. That's awesome. Well, you know, on behalf of all of Rochester, I really want to thank you guys for coming out to the gallery. Um, And also, I appreciate you guys uh, being part of our first January roster. Time of this recording, um, the gallery is open, and you're welcome to come down and uh, uh, view their stuff. And um, again, I appreciate uh, you guys coming. We'll see you guys all next time behind the glass in the gallery. Uh, We'll see you next month. Take care.